0: Review?
1: It didn't taste like grapefruit. Everybody's dead.
0: we're burning up. I don't know, the door is locked though and it's making me nervous. I
2: can't <laughs> read, how can I write?
0: Moscow.
3: Yeah, you're straight fucked, but... I'm still cutting off. <laughs> Not a single second
0: of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point your hand gets tired when you're writing. Oh, sure just I you
1: am. fucking wait,
0: Asa. <laughs> It was me. I killed your dreams.
3: What do you want from me? Well, you're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to cut out the part where I ba so with the chair, too. You failed English. Oh, man, this is wildly and, irrelevant. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe she will be. A devil's three-way, the classic. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Books with Bastards, bringing you in
2: on a high note for Caleb's sex life. It's currently not happening. I was going to say, I a doornail. Do think
1: it's more of a dating <laughs> life.
2: It's currently we're friends and hang out occasionally.
1: <laughs> it's Caleb's friendship.
2: You know what? I
0: was giving well, that some was credit, it.
2: but if
3: you guys want to publicly stomp all over him, you go right ahead. It was his choice. As always, we choice. have our first and foremost <laughs> bastard, yeah. Mallory.
1: Don't hate the player, hate the game.
3: Your technical bastard Zach. I'm gonna hate most things. Actually, our uh, ever-present drinking buddy Caleb. No one said
2: I'm not fucking. Just not her.
0: <laughs> you said you weren't fucking. I mean,
2: and Asa, don't. our mysterious stranger
3: from the backwoods.
1: He's backpack. He's got a hat.
0: <laughs> he does have a hat. Do you have a hat? Yeah, uh, uh, my Yosemite.
1: He's got hat hair.
0: Yeah, hard hat hair, and he's and looking hot on. as shit. So yeah. Anyways, uh, (laughs) today
3: today we are reading uh, Before I Do by Sophie Cousins. This was, I believe, Mallory's
1: choice? This was my light selection compared to...
3: Yeah, uh, definitely a lighter fare compared to our last three books of uh, cannibalism, uh, followed by Christ Serial Killer, followed by...
1: Animal death. Just
3: oh, an s- absurd amount of animal death. We're just on to pretty much a nice Sunday in with a romantic movie.
0: You're going to love my next choice.
3: I've already seen it on the table, and I'm a little worried about how this is going to go for me in particular, but <laughs> we'll find out. I
2: have no idea what it is,
3: but we'll see. You
1: Zach peruses the pages anyway.
3: I was pretty good at this one, I feel <laughs> like. I mean... Who knows? I woke up at 3 this morning and read it then, so...
1: My word!
3: Yeah. It... Like I said, I've been sleeping weird lately. Mm. Just kinda wake up and go to sleep whenever. The heater in my apartment is either full blast or not at all, so... Usually either my apartment's freezing or very, very hot.
0: I've also been sleeping weird,
2: Asa. (laughs)
0: Well, you should have been sleeping fine. You had all day to sleep.
2: You son of a bitch. (laughs) I mean, that's
0: (laughs) on you, man. Just figure it
2: out. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you loved it. I had a great time. You know, let's jump into Drink Corner before we get into this book. Mallory, what do you got over there? Uh,
1: Just rosé again. I had a drink in mind for this book, and I was going to go get the ingredients for it. Okay, and actually, then I didn't, so I'm very sorry. but You I know what? I'm willing to
3: meet you halfway on this one. What would the drink have been? It
1: was called The Blushing Bride, and it was like vodka, peach schnapps, uh, cranberry juice, and lime juice, I think. There was like a lot of different variations on it. A lot of them had champagne, but I know. I mean,
3: I like cranberry juice, I like lime juice. And
1: despite all of
3: those things, I have the weird feeling it would have tasted like dish up to me because I maybe am having strokes. I, I don't know.
1: No, you'll never know.
3: We'll never
2: know.
1: Zach,
3: what do you got over there? Uh, I am finishing off the last of my Brandy Melon Gose from Anderson Valley Brewing Company. We have uh, not been very adventurous since uh, Harvest started. No,
2: no, really not.
3: I'm going to blame Mesa.
2: I just have my Smirnoff Off Ice, but this is a blue raspberry lemonade, and it is pretty good.
3: <laughs> is it tickling nice. more than the others?
2: I'd say so. Yeah, it's better. It's better. As I get to the back of the box, I'm finding better flavors. <laughs> they really hide them from me. You know, normally Blue
3: Raspberry isn't like a zinger, but I guess when you're already rocking a Smirnoff ice, Blue Raspberry could potentially be very exciting.
1: I it's think pretty good. Blue Raspberry is special. Like, it elevates just the basic raspberry, you
0: know? Anything that says Blue Raspberry on it, I'm like, Fuck yeah, I'm going to try that for sure. Did you sure. try that? When I was younger, you? no, I used I to love it. And right, as I got, try it. Well, you want a drink? I'm not digging to the back of Caleb's Smirnoff
2: box, but yeah, I'll give it a shot. All right. mm. You smelling it?
1: You got to swish it around. I
2: laced it with cyanide. What's the taste mm. the, the tannins or yeah. whatever? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that's
2: pretty good.
3: A good vintage. October 2022.
2: <laughs> What do you got
0: over there? I'm a a disappointment tonight as well. I just have a little bit of Pinot Gris. I was I planned on going to the beer store, and then I did not make it today. I get distracted with building a fire and cutting some wood.
1: Oh yeah, how's the fire? Is it still going?
0: I put some wood in, pretty much just coals. Why are you mumbling? I don't know. (laughs) Got nervous.
3: Are you worried that the fire is actively going? Are we gonna die in this room tonight?
0: No, we'll be fine. No, I went to uh I so I built the fire and then Mallory was like, Oh, you wanna come meet us for mimosas? And I was like, Yeah, sure. So before I left the house to do that, I just stacked a bunch of wood on the fire. <laughs> like, Yeah, it'll be fine.
2: It'll be it's fine. in the
0: yard. it's far enough away from the house and Fences and
2: whatnot. Really playing with fire. We did plug in a heat, uh, an oil-soaked heater in our old break room and just kind (laughs) of left it there today. Sometimes you gotta roll the dice, Caleb. I don't think. And sometimes you hope that it burns. I didn't tell (laughs) Jeremy. I realized I I didn't tell. We gotta cut that. I didn't tell uh, (laughs) any of the people we left there that that was plugged in. So they'll figure it out. They'll figure it
3: out. I'm just saying. I've been to a lot of days at my job, and I'm sure you all have too, where you thought to yourself. This would probably be a better day if most of this was on fire.
1: Well, Zach, if the grain mill caught on fire, it would be a massive explosion.
2: Yeah, my job is to not let that happen. As both the safety guy and the cleaning guy. Oh, you know, yeah, I forgot Caleb's safety. It's wild that those are technically still your job titles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is wild, huh? going to get promoted clean. out
3: of janitor North as your safe. second
0: manager, as far as I can tell? We've got uh, positions open. you just got to apply for them.
2: I've heard nothing about these positions other than the one that was just filled by someone the else. The position
3: is on your knees, Caleb. You just have to apply yourself.
0: Mm, that's not the position.
2: Mallory looks a, real upset. That's my job, Zach.
0: That was a pretty weird, pretty weird thing for you to say. Yeah, please don't take her job, Caleb. <laughs> that would be fucking weird. Um, Anyways, okay. can we please okay, move on yeah, to Mallory, something? Do I need
1: to s- suck it out
3: for this? You want to bring us? Oh,
2: this yeah. is
1: my bad. My bad, Caleb. We- the one that I count on to actually.
2: Be on the I oven up with me. wear a turtleneck. How come you, come you didn't ask me? You
1: should wear a turtleneck. You have don't so much down. neck that can get cold. Fucking Caleb <laughs> neck
2: I feel like you didn't say <laughs> how long my neck is to the world. The turtleneck, you notice. can
1: wear a nice turtleneck, and people he, will be like, holy shit, that's like a. It's like looks like Cleopatra, one of those Egyptian his, goddesses. His, neck,
3: his giraffe like qualities is how he brings in the ladies.
0: And I wear a turtleneck and it's like.
2: Oh, fuck it. It's
0: like covering my mouth the fucking turtleneck. <laughs> it's a ski right? mask.
2: Anyways. <laughs> yeah, like,
3: as we've established, I don't have that much of an X. Like, a turtleneck for me is just, like, a poof that rolls out, like, an extra, like, fourth chin.
1: Like one of those old kings and stuff, how <laughs> yeah, like they like, like the the puffy thing that went around them.
2: Oh, the little right. flair like, thing. like Benjamin Franklin. I don't need to draw more That's attention just like, to my I long neck. I look at
1: that and my neck itches.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, you God, know it was fucking like, long. They powder. Everyone back then was powdered.
1: Do you think powder just makes the itch disappear?
2: That's mm. what powder is usually for.
1: It makes me wonder what you're covering up with powder, Caleb. Literally, Literally
2: no, nothing. I'm like, itchy all the like time. The gold bond, <laughs> gold bond yeah. is different.
1: He's like, in my shoes, down my underwear, <laughs> down the back of my underwear, I'm, in my pits.
2: I'm
3: lightly salted at any time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, all, take, all, all I don't take showers. I take dust me.
1: baths. A horse bath. No, a
3: uh,
0: dust
1: bath like oh, a chinchilla.
3: A I just roll stuff? in it. Did you say a whores bath?
1: Yeah, you know. It's you when you shower in the, the pits in your crotch.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Did you? That use, after you sex only wash the it.
1: smelly parts. Man, I was
3: not familiar with this term. You've
1: never heard of
0: whores.
3: Never heard of that. Wow. you wow. made so it so far I'm not into, into your
0: life. life,
1: Zach. You've probably only been taking whores baths for like the last fifteen years
0: of your life. Zach, you mean a normal. I just said okay.
2: Just a normal bath. Okay, perfect.
3: The second I realized that you. Guys were being funny. I turned the ra- I turned it right back on. I didn't give a shit that this has nothing to do with the book we were talking about before the cut.
1: It does because I might take a horse bath before I say I do, which is the book we're reading.
0: Oh, that was <laughs> That's That's good. such a weird good. stretch. Oh, I man. love the little twist you just put on that.
1: Thank you, thank you. All you right. pop a
0: hip out of place making that move?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm flexible. All right. So, <laughs> over the last couple weeks, yep. Zach and I—well, I guess I read before I do. Over the last couple weeks, Zach has read it within the last twelve hours.
3: Yeah, that is correct.
1: By Sophie Cousins. All right, so this book is pretty—I I would almost call it a rom-com, but it's not really. It's funny. not even a
3: com. Yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's just a just romantic really movie. Yeah, it's just a rom.
2: Yeah. Just a nice
3: Sunday just- evening romantic movie with a little bit of wine. You might even put a candle
0: on.
2: That sounds lovely. Ooh, put a candle does. on? Ooh, you know yep. what, guys? Like light a candle. <laughs> I'm Joan. The phrasing really got me on that one.
0: Ooh, Mallory's lighting her candle.
2: Oh, <laughs> We're gonna fuck. die
0: tonight. You
1: know what? <laughs>
2: There's so much fire happening. You
1: know what I was gonna try to do before the next time we recorded was get a fucking dimmer switch for this room.
2: Oh, yeah, we talked oh, yeah. about that. We yeah, yeah, need
1: a lamp get... so that we... I think maybe I'll just get a lamp. Then we can turn that on. We can have a lamp. I could put a you're lamp right, right. right I'm probably here. probably going to
3: cut this
0: particular No,
1: right. this is interior design, Zach. This is what the people want. This is <laughs> what they need. Really, really,
0: we got our hey, fashion
2: forward. Really now they get, the get
0: the mood, Set the mood for us. All right, fashion right? advice, sex
3: yeah. life advice, interior design oh, advice. Oh, I don't look to me for fashion advice. giving advice on sex. Oh, you're right. We've just been trashing Caleb's choices.
1: Sex advice. Bend as far backward as you can go.
2: I don't know. Is that, is that also?
1: <laughs> I just made that
2: up. Oh, my god! But I bet you it works in some cases.
3: I'm sure to okay, so try it. It's a nice, in spite of everything that we're doing, we are saying it is a nice Sunday evening romance. And, uh, it's Saturday.
1: It's yeah. very PG-13, I would say. Oh, and, yeah, um,
3: definitely. Honestly, you could read this at almost any age. Like, I think the only vice in it really is
1: drinking. There is some scenes where there is... There
3: is a little bit of pot.
1: I would call it lovemaking.
3: That's fair. No, it's definitely, it definitely falls in the (laughs) lovemaking category. I was expecting like my best friend's wedding going into this and that's not what happened here.
1: Oh, that's what you were thinking.
3: Well, I mean, like, the back is like, oh, yeah, so she's getting married, and this guy from her past shows up. And in my head, the guy from her past was, you know, like, sort of a Julia Roberts type thing or whatever, where, like, he wants her back, and it's going to be this big fight. And that really wasn't what the book was about. I'm not going to say there's none of that in here, but, like, mm. this book definitely gets the vibe very early on, and it's mostly about a woman just like a I'm nervous about her
2: wedding. I just wow. I thought it was gonna be somewhat of a twilight vibe, except neither of the guys were super aware it was happening. It was just her.
0: You really
3: got just me. a girl who is in love with both of the characters, and neither of them are in love with her, or even know she's there. Well, I thought actually, like, um, stalker Twilight would be kind of fun. That could be fun, but I did think I did assume that the husband would still be in the. We are doing bad tonight, guys. I'm, I'm, you, really, good. you really, you <laughs> really got me
0: on the edge of my seat, Zach.
2: I can't wait to hear more about this. He is full assed in that seat. Don't listen to
1: him. <laughs> 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 All right, hey, Mallory, get us out of here. Should we really get into it? Do it. Let's get into it. Okay. So this book does a lot of flashback, flash-forward. So it goes between... Oh, Jesus. So we've got Audrey. She is marrying this guy, Josh. She's engaged to Josh. Um, So we flashback to... Or we start with, like, one bit... One... I can't talk. Cut this part. I'm starting over. Okay. (laughs) So we start at one day before I do. So this is the day before the wedding. They're at the dress rehearsal. This is where we meet most of the characters in the book. We've got Audrey, the main character, and the bride. We've got Josh, her fiancé. We've got her mother, Vivian. We've got Clara, her best friend and maid of honor. We've got her stepfather and one of the gentlemen walking her down the aisle, Brian. And then we have her mother's current husband. Yeah,
3: her other stepfather.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess. Technically, and of yes. the other
3: guy walking her yes, down the aisle. Lawrence.
1: Weird situation. We'll come back to that. All right. We have uh, her
3: nanny slash uh, actor, nact- her aunt mom would call them the nactors, but her nanny Hillary, a guy, uh, but who's essentially been her friend her whole life.
1: We have Josh's mother and father, whose father is kind of checked out, always on his phone looking at the score for, I'm guessing, rugby, since they're in It. I, I'd <laughs> like
3: to tell you how checked out of this book he is. That's everything we learn about him for the rest of the book.
1: Yes. His mother is very hands-on, but...
3: Yeah, Debbie is a little more there, but she's always, like, that kind of, like, doddering mother who's, like, half aware of what's happening.
1: Yes, and then we have Granny Parker, who is Josh's grandmother... And where is it that she's from? Yorkshire. Yeah,
3: she's real into Yorkshire. She
1: And she kind of looks down on Audrey, I think, because she's not from Yorkshire. And Granny Parker also is one that's like, ooh, that's a bad omen. Ooh, that's a bad sign. She's like 80-something years old, wrong. I'm guessing, at this point.
3: You know, she kind of reminds me of, God, what was her name? Granny Weatherex? Uh, from uh, equal rights. Oh yeah,
1: the flash. She's just
3: book. she's real old school. Yes. Like she believes in omens and portents and just like this is the universe's way of telling you something's wrong.
1: So there's later
3: a part that is both very touching and extremely like this woman is a witch. <laughs> <laughs> later in this book, like I, I actually re- it was one of my favorite details in the book.
1: Yeah, Granny Parker kind of. She kind of
3: yeah. She starts out like you seem interesting, <laughs> and ends up being like, yeah, I was right, you were.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so we're at one day before. So we're at the dress rehearsal at the church with the pastor. You know, Josh and Audrey are standing up at the front. They're kind of watching Vivian, the mother-in-law, Audrey's mother, kind of take control of the whole situation. because she has kind of taken control of the queen. whole wedding. And she herself has been married five times?
3: I believe. I believe. Maybe more. It's hard
0: to say for sure. But. So she's good at planning weddings.
1: She loves a good she's wedding. she practice. She does not
0: she's, love the marriage part. Yeah, she's she, practice.
3: She's a drama queen because she's literally like a high stage actor. Like she's been like compared, at least in the fiction of the book, to Helen Mirren
0: and Emma Thompson. Hmm.
2: All right. Yeah.
0: Not sure who they are, but I'm assuming they're good.
1: They're both act- pretty famous actors. Yeah.
0: Also. Okay. Cool.
1: Yes. So they're at this dress rehearsal. They're trying to decide how both Brian and Lawrence, the two stepfathers, are going to walk Audrey down the aisle. So they decide Brian will walk her the first half, Lawrence will walk her the second half. I will say, also- note that Brian was a big part of Audrey's life. Yeah,
3: I was going to say, this is a part where we learn there's a fair bit of friction between Audrey and her mother. Because she views her mother's constant remarrying and jumping from guy to guy as kind of a problem with her mother. she's like She says uh, when talking about Brian is that just because you threw him out of your life, you can't throw him out of mine so easily.
1: And Brian had been there for quite a while, was a good stepfather. Lawrence has just showed up recently, obviously when Audrey was already an adult. So it's kind of like it's weird that you'd expect him... To yeah, walk to her be, down yeah, the aisle
3: yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that
2: would be weird. Don't they? I feel he like,
3: continues to be weird for the rest of the book as well. Yes, that is like, true.
2: Don't they usually just, like, each get an arm and walk the full way? They, they
3: do actually make that there's argument, but the aisle's room. too thin. It's like an old-school uh, church where there's just not enough room. Yeah. enough, fair
2: enough. All right. yeah. The,
3: the reverend is like, yeah, some of our more um portly guests have actually had trouble walking side-by-side side down mm-hmm. this aisle.
1: It's weird. It's like if Mother got married again right now and then was like, "Well, I think that my husband should be walking you down the aisle." Like, why would you think that?
2: Who and would? I'm, who who do you, not, not like? This might be a controversial subject, but who would you? Which who would you expect to walk you down the aisle?
1: Fuck the patriarchy! I'll walk myself down the aisle because I don't belong to any man, so no man has given me away, Caleb. Uh, wouldn't it be me. That's a shame. Well, so I had <laughs> thought about this before I took my current stance, which is probably You're what the it would flower be flower boy. <gasps> <Yes! laughs>
0: I knew you'd be excited Look at about Tom to watch and instead of the
1: like eye. the petals you can just like <laughs> spray everybody with champagne <laughs> yep. all
3: right.
1: make it rain Caleb um, I used to oh,
3: think I can, all I hear in the back of my head now is shots is Caleb just firing off multiple shan- like dual fisting Caleb's.
0: champagne bottles <laughs> I could see Caleb just tossing smear and off ices into the cracking them and throwing them into the audience
2: heads up Okay, this
3: is... Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually really excited to go to this non-existent wedding.
2: Yeah, Ace, I really need you to step up your game. <laughs> Get I need excited, I to what everyone. is a doomed course of action. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, I
0: think that's... Be a fun I, wedding. I think that's kind <laughs> of where I would
1: stand on it. I used to think, well, before he died, probably my grandpa would have walked me down the aisle. Yeah. Then mm. he died, and then I was like, oh, probably Zach... And then Tom kind of stuck around for a while, so I was like, maybe Tom, but now I'm just kind of like, eh, probably, I'm kind of old, you know, so I'd
0: probably just, I'd probably it's just, just go get myself it. away. Maybe let your grandfather do it in spirit. Oh, okay. This It like... I don't think we're going <laughs> to dig up
3: Bruce
1: and... Mason you know, was not listening. <laughs> I mean, maybe I invest heavily into, like, a hologram situation, but <laughs> I don't know. He got an
3: urn? This whole I time was I was thinking about is know, the arm image arm in there. Like, he died before the social media
1: age. Don't you just need pictures? I guess maybe. I don't know I how I feel like works. you need
3: a lot of pictures. Somebody
1: tell me the science behind creating a hologram.
3: <laughs> I like this. All right. Again, you know, it's not off topic, but it is not the
0: book. <laughs> is <laughs> it similar to the flip books of the um, Walt Disney? Like the
3: holograms, are they similar to flip books? Well, why do
0: you need so many pictures? Is it because you got to have them in every motion? Yes. Is that yeah. Why? yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, yes. like the flip books. They're in slightly different motion to make them walk and shit and you just Which is how they created
3: cartoons. Cartoons.
0: Uh, you know, did you, in a weird way, wrong. I
3: think you're not wrong, but it, I feel like it's more complex than that. I wish I
0: didn't have to explain it. I thought you knew that. So
1: let's come right. back to this. Maybe uh, at the end of the episode, you know, one of us I'm can gonna do gonna some, some research as we go <laughs> along.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, please please put forward, Mallory. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. So
1: they kind of decide, you know, this is how she's going to get walked down the aisle. Audrey's kind of checked out. You get the feeling she doesn't really care too much. Uh, and then all of a sudden, something hits the ground, and it is a bat that has just fallen from the rafters of this church. Mm. And Granny Parker is like, well, that's not a good yeah, omen. And she's
3: been sitting yeah, sitting in the audience, reading a book, looks over, that's a bad omen. So it's dead. It goes back to reading it's her a book. It's a dead
1: bat that just fell out of the rafters. Oh,
2: yeah, that's, so
1: the I mean, church is kind of like, we need to... What number? We've never really had bats falling from the ceiling before. We're going to check this yeah, it's out. It's not a big deal. We're going to prepare this for tomorrow. It'll be fine. So, hmm. anyway, so, Clara and Audrey leave. So, this is where we kind of get a, a better picture of Clara, her best friend. They went to, was it? Yeah, they've
3: known school? each other since they were nine.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, grade school. Clara is married. She recently had twins. Um, has oh, a pretty busy exciting. life now. But she sounds like a very good yeah, friend. She's yeah. very focused on Audrey.
3: She got her husband to take the kids for the weekend so that she could just be a bridesmaid for the weekend.
1: Nice. And And It actually sticks to
3: that the whole time. We really... There's only one moment where Clara makes me go, oh, oh no, but it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's mostly funny.
1: So from the church, they're going to this pub to have the rehearsal dinner. And so they step in there. It's kind of a small area. Everybody's sitting there and... Josh's sister walks in with her date and Audrey looks at him and is like, Holy fuck, how the hell is this guy here? And before he even sees her, she kind of steps away to compose herself.
3: Yeah, she goes and hides in the bathroom.
1: So the guy that Josh's sister has brought is Fred. Who- I, I want you
3: to know that when I read this, like I was expecting like something really fancy, because they'd mentioned like Benedict Van Vuren or whatever earlier, and I was like, when they were like, Fred. And that was how my brain pronounced it. It's not like, oh yeah, it's Fred. It was just Fred.
1: You have like a hard time taking that seriously. I
3: don't know why, but the second I heard it, I was just like, Fred. (laughs) Hey guys, Fred's here. I just,
2: I just (laughs) like you have
3: to like say it like it's just a hard separate
2: language. I think like Fred, that
0: old YouTuber Fred. This makes me think
2: of the Basset yeah, Hound yeah, we had. Uh, I don't What's his to, name, Brett? It's not coming to my mind. Oh. He was. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I don't know how to best describe <laughs> it.
1: Cute little Basset Hound. Yeah.
2: I don't know if he... I feel like he was related to Annoying Sor- Orange somehow. I don't know if he was the one. What-
3: oh, I definitely tuned out that stage
2: of Just year imagine too. Annoying Orange, but it was just a dude. Oh, fuck. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Anyways. It's not that. It's none of those things. That's just what m in my mind when you said Fred it's Fred.
3: is one of, is a skinny guy with a guitar who lives in the moment
0: yeah.
1: he sounds okay you said but he's like <laughs> he's got like the rock star vibe yeah, so strung out maybe is that the vibe? I No, I don't think he's strung out oh it's we just well, uh, I don't ba- think he's actually
3: Yes, like Axl Rose vibes, But he was strung out sometimes.
2: (laughs) He's got the whammy bar and everything.
3: (laughs) You know, he's probably, the book never says (laughs) that he's on heroin, but, like, the course of the book never tells me that he's not on heroin.
2: He's not. Uh, I didn't read the
3: book. We'll have to see. A large portion of this book is discovering that maybe we know less about Fred than we thought
2: we
1: did. This is a good, clean book.
2: Okay. <laughs> Fred's, just, so, Fred's just not clean. The right? So, so she sees Fred that. here,
1: she kind of freaks out, and we flash back to 6 years before I do. She dated Fred?
2: That's what kinda the we're, not, we're going to
1: Let <laughs> me get into this because my assumption was I supposed to know what the book's about? They dated, I heard about it yet, they girl. had a relationship. <laughs> so <laughs> what happened was 6 years before I do. So 6 years before this day She was at the subway station, and there is a photo booth there, and she saw a photo left behind in the little, you know, pocket where you pick up your pictures. She picks it up, and it's this guy. And she's like, oh, that's a good-looking guy. And he's kind of, like, pointing at the camera, like,
2: in a way, like, he's
1: making eye contact with her in the picture, like he's looking directly into her soul or something. So she's, like, kind of, I don't know, she's feeling... know. Feeling a tingle? Yeah. Yeah, A little bit. You might say. So she gets in the photo booth and she does, like, her own little photo shoot where she, I don't, kind of responds to his pictures and, like, leaves them in the the little slot. Yeah, she takes his and then
3: leaves hers there.
1: Yes. So this is all that happens. And then six months later, she's at the subway station and she looks across and, like, kind of recognizes this person looking back at her and he's like, Oh my god, like it's Photo Booth Girl. And like runs over to her and he's like, It's you, and she's like, It's you. Like they finally meet like face to face. So like, the
2: Spider-Man he, meme.
1: He did end up with her Kinda, pictures. yeah. I don't know what that is, but That's fine. Like, don't worry okay. about it. <laughs> We're
3: not we there's no point in falling off this trail
2: again.
1: Okay. So they're both like, holy crap, like I can't believe that. He explains that his pictures he had actually been doing for like a bachelorette party, or not bachelorette, bachelor party, for his friend or for a birthday party.
3: Some guy. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Never comes up here.
1: Anyways, and he had forgotten the pictures. and But then when he came back to grab it, he found hers and just, you know, kind of hung on. They each had hung on to yeah, like
3: she, the pictures. Like while his wasn't actually intended for her. Hers was very clearly intended for him.
1: So they take off on huh. this, like, magical yeah. day together. They go dancing in the park, and then they go to, like, a carnival. And they this part, I was just like...
3: This is the part where I would... Because keep, keep in mind that we get this story of their date spread out throughout the course of about 300 pages. You don't get the whole date until about page 300. We're just going to do it all right now.
2: Yes. Wow. Uh,
3: they go on the Ferris wheel, and this motherfucker... It's like, we're going to jump from the Ferris wheel. And I was like, the fuck we are.
1: <laughs> so like there, it sounds like standing, Wait, you know where your feet are normally hanging? Yes. So it sounds like they're standing on that and they have their hands up on the bars that you would still hold on to. Yeah. But they're standing.
0: Okay. And he's
1: like, when we get to a certain point, we're going to swing and jump out. Why? And then, because he's a fucking psycho. Why would you when say, I was that's reading this, I was like, on. I am very...
0: Yeah, the second
3: this happened, I was like, this guy's, this guy's bad
1: I news. guess I'm very much a rule follower. Also, I don't want to break my fucking legs. And I was like, if some fool was like, dude, this would be so cool, I'd be like... Fuck you. No, this was yeah. not meant to be. <laughs> I'm afraid no. of heights.
3: If some dude stands up on the Ferris wheel and like, come after me, and I'm going to be like, I'll push you before I'll fucking follow you. You want to know what it
1: reminded me <laughs> yeah. of?
0: I've never even jumped off the train truck. Did into anybody the river. see okay.
1: the movie The Notebook?
2: I'm sure I've oh seen it. Oh him. my God, I, it, I, it, I never saw it, but I've seen the remember scene. Remember
1: when he dangles? It's not I'm quite familiar the same. i the
2: scene, but... But
1: that was the sort of recklessness that I equated it to.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, he's, like... Essentially, they're getting in trouble, and now it's to the point where it's like she either has to actually go with him and jump off, or get caught by, and yelled at by park management. So, they So, they do jump.
0: Okay. Someone tell... Do they break a leg? They, they only jump from, like... They land on the mattress? Six feet that's up. Down at below. this
3: point, they just jump off to the side, like off the side of the... Oh, they're only six feet off the ground? Yeah, they don't jump from the top and just die. Oh, well. Yeah, they're
1: oh. waiting. They're standing there hanging would jump until, to, uh, until they get to, like, a safeish distance. And then they swing. They jump. I do think they had to clear, like, the fence or something Yeah, like I think that. that was the idea. Oh,
2: well, that's just stupid. I'll go Six feet. <laughs> I, in my mind, I thought, I thought we're it'd be like like 40, it was kind of on a pier. And well, he jump. was
3: hanging from the side from, like, 40 feet up and just waited until it was a survivable distance. Uh, Either way, it was fucking dumb shit, and I don't care for it. it in my mind, stupid. I had
2: imagined it was, like, on a pier, and they were going to jump, like, 20 feet into the water.
3: Yeah, and part of the reason the book spreads this out is so you're not prejudiced against Fred immediately from the get-go, but I'm sorry, we're spoiling that for you. He sucks. Fuck Fred.
1: But, uh, yes, so that happens, and then I think like, we learned that Fred's a photographer. Yeah,
3: they, they do a bunch of... And Audrey,
1: at this time, she's hoping to take, like, some... Or pass, like, a math test so she can take astronomy courses because... Yeah, she's
3: very, very into, like...
1: Stars, which is actually pretty cool, and yeah. her dad was super into it. That's where she, like, got this interest in the first place. But I think... Does she show him, like...
3: She's, she's showing them, like, constellations. or they. I think they talk about it, but I don't think any part of the date takes place at night.
1: Okay, that's right. So we're just going to finish this. So they do this crazy Ferris wheel shit. They have kind of just a whirlwind day together. And then he's like, I have to go. I'm supposed to be at my mother's birthday party. Um, here's my phone number. He writes it down. And he, Audrey gives him her house number because her cell phone is currently broken. And they're, like, let's meet back here tomorrow. tomorrow. Was it morning or afternoon? Tomorrow at 1. Tomorrow, yeah, so tomorrow afternoon. They agree to meet back at the subway station. So she goes home. She's super excited. She's just, like, on cloud nine about this whole situation. They had such an instant connection. It was, like, love at first sight. And long story short, she goes back the next day. He never shows up. Yeah, they never... The phone number that he gave her, it ended up getting smudged, so she couldn't reach him. She tried to, like, call different variations of the number, never could get a hold of him. But, mm. essentially, it's been six years, and this is the first time that she's seen him since then.
3: All right, yes, back to chapter one.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so I guess right here, do you guys think she ends up with Fred, Josh, or nobody?
3: It, I guess in Josh's defense, we have not spoken of him.
1: But she's engaged to him. Yeah, meet I guess. Him.
3: So there is the whirlwind romance from six years ago, who's just reappeared in her life the day before her wedding. Man, Josh, it... the stable guy that she's been with for a few years—kind like of a dud, years, though,
0: right?
1: <laughs> we don't know that.
3: Oh, it, we actually—I had already decided, almost from the first like two or three pages, that I liked Josh the best. Because she went out of her way to keep talking about how they were making each other laugh, like just from like casual stuff, it was very clear that they enjoyed being around each other, and not like she's like, oh, I like him because he's stable. Like she very, he very clearly was actually making her happy without even meaning to. And I was like, okay, so he's
1: well, Zach. I was asking for Caleb. That would be nice. That would be nice. Thank you. This is how far we are in
3: the book, and this is the (laughs) analysis I'm giving them of Josh three pages in.
2: I, I. mean and by the way, we're on page three, guys. Pump well, that up. changed my opinion. I assumed that she's still going to get with Josh either way. Is I it? think that she's not
0: going to get married to either mm-hmm. one of them, and she's going to reevaluate her life because she seems like that's the type of person she is, from what I've gathered so far. Could be totally wrong because I haven't gathered much so far.
2: Okay, fair her. enough. Yeah, we've spoken the least about the main character, I feel like, in her whole. So role.
1: we'll get into that. So this is where... So Fred... <laughs> Fred is at her rehearsal dinner.
2: Freddy! Awkward. So
1: she tells Clara as she's hiding in the bathroom, like, I just can't face him. This will be so awkward. Zachary, you okay? Yeah, my eyes are just dry. Oh, okay.
0: Um, Wait, so how, why, how, why is he there again?
1: AM. Because he is <laughs> He's a friend. Josh's of Josh. sister's date.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. So Josh's okay. sister,
1: her name is Miranda, and her and Audrey are pretty good friends also. And she's single at the time and just brought a date to the wedding.
0: Yeah. yeah. She doesn't
1: know. Um, so Clara kind of comes up with this scenario where she's like, well, I will go take, I'll grab Fred or, yes, Fred and Miranda one at a time to come sign the some wedding, wedding plate? dish or something it's like that. It's
3: called the wedding plate. I, it's, it's like I've you just sign best wishes. Before. But I don't
1: know what it is. Yeah, Yeah. it's like there's
0: always something you sign. She's like,
1: I'll have them come out one at a time to sign it since they're the only ones that have it. And then when he's out here, you can talk to him. So that's what they do. So Audrey comes out and he's like, oh, my God, it's you. And she's like, yeah. I never stopped
3: thinking about that day.
1: And he's like, I I have to explain. I know I didn't show up, but I got hit by a car on my bike and blah, blah, blah. And so you're kind of like, oh, that's a bummer. And she's like,
3: yeah, I, uh, I don't care. I just really like it. If you did not bring up in the middle of my fucking wedding party that we went out one time,
1: well, here is where I was kind of like, they made it seem like through a lot of the book that this was somehow a relationship. It I was mean, one day.
3: They do clarify even when she first, she's like, "You remember photo booth guy?" Claire's like, "It was one day."
1: I guess so. It just. I think
3: the issue is is that
1: she's she's fantasized built it about up it. in her mind a lot. Yeah.
3: This is her fantasy guy. Like, this is the one that got away. He's in the spank right. bank.
1: He's in the spank bank. Oh, yeah, bank.
3: like, the one day that she did have with him was up until, like, basically this day, roughly, for lack of a better term, was the best date of her life. And then, you know, he Hopefully just never showed until up. until
1: she says I do, right?
3: I mean... <laughs> I mean, I don't know if
2: Josh. We, is a we haven't cool covered guy, any of maybe Josh's he'll dates. Allow some things.
3: It, it, it's a quite a while later when we start covering
2: her story, where she meets Josh. Well,
1: page forty. So
2: <laughs> we're on page. I don't know. Five. Sachs had three. Like no, two we're ago. we're it, quite
3: it, a. It, it, we're gonna move. We're gonna cover ground pretty fast once we get past the background stuff. Yes. Yeah, so most of the book is backstory. They're at
1: this rehearsal dinner. She's sitting next to Josh, obviously. Uh, Fred's kind of peeking looks at her. She's just uncomfortable trying to keep it together. She's kind of thrown off by the bat falling in the church. Now Fred is here, and it's just a very weird situation. Well, then Lawrence, her now her, stepfather. Yeah,
3: her, the current stepfather. Yeah,
1: he's, I'm not going to go into it too much, but he had gone to some country where he saw this ritual where they Mexico. put... Essentially, like it sounds like a lay, like a he Hawaiian way around. Well, people. I was in
3: Mexico.
1: Yes, he says it like Mexico.
3: Is that not how you're supposed to say that it? Technically, but I but they make it, it very clear <laughs> that he pronounces it not like Mexico, but like Mexico.
1: And which is like one he has it
0: hyphenated out If you're yeah. speaking
1: Spanish, but that's the only thing he's saying in Spanish.
0: Yeah, down in the Mexico. <laughs> We're
1: trying to say in Spanish.
0: So he just has so looks like it's, it's essentially it's just like, just like you put like thing.
1: one big <laughs> necklace around yeah, both of lasso. these people to join them.
2: Oh, that makes sense. In like the symbol. They're in the same... Yes. In the Metco, you put a necklace on the guys. Okay, so it's almost like they both have... Kind I, of a I was getting a cheeseburger. <laughs> I, I'm a, no, don't do this.
3: <laughs> they so, said they didn't know what that was. Don't make me figure out <laughs> if I have to figure out if this is racism it
0: has to be... I think it's racist against... Do you have more to say, Caleb? Are we being racist like against be rednecks <laughs> or Mexicans? Which one
3: am I cutting
0: out of this? I don't know if it oh, really I matters. If, don't think we have to cut either I one out. I can leave out, All Whatever, right. it's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right, I understand.
1: Okay, so there is a lasso around these two people. It's an odd <laughs> scenario. Uh, oddly. They're in a crowded
3: bar. With Audrey, the around uh, their necks.
1: Steps backwards or forwards. She kind of loses her footing, falls forward. This thing like yanks on her neck. Josh falls down. Like in front of everybody, this happens. And Josh is like, Audrey, what the hell? And she's like, has rope burn around yeah. her neck, essentially. <laughs> and she's just like, oh my gosh. And like they get her away from the bar, they take her back to the hotel. Her mother's biggest concern is like, how are we going to cover this up for the wedding day? Josh is like, I'm really sorry for snapping at you. Like, it was just a whole thing. Yeah, it yeah. was not good. And this is the it second was omen bad
0: omen. Two. <laughs> and yes. they said bad omens she come just, in three. She just tripped on something. Is that what you said? Well, just she fr- stepped back because she was a
1: little unsettled
2: by the whole rope around. You should her be, kind but they're talking
3: about the event as a whole, and Josh does not know about Fred. All
2: right, fair enough. Huh. So, yeah.
0: A dead bat on the floor, I'd be like, yep, nope, fucking cancel it. That's weird. <laughs> bats just don't fucking die and fall on the floor. They're yes, they flying could. around, you swat them with a broom, and then they're dead. Bats also, like, die of old age. Very disease. rarely. Very rarely. If they're... Fa- they, do and they fall from the fucking are you raptor. Are
3: you saying that bats are immortal if not killed?
0: I'm saying that's a lobster.
3: inside a church, Lobsters they don't, are immortal. Rare, they just they don't the
0: often of the fall dead.
3: Yes, but, I am actually... That is... Oh, so maybe,
2: maybe bats are immortal until swatted by a broom.
3: <laughs> bats are immortal until some angry guy with a beard kills him with a stick and something
2: on the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you guys I got smacked in the face by an actual bat one night? It just came out of nowhere and hit me in the face. You did not tell me that, no. It was wild. Where were you at? I don't. I was just really young. I was standing like on a picnic table you at know, night for I some don't... reason. I don't know
3: if other people feel this. I've run into bats a few times throughout my career. I and mean, goddamn, if they're not cute as hell.
1: Yeah, I'd they're be like, a bowl of rabies. Well, yeah, you
0: do No, don't. bats are fucking disgusting. They're rats with fucking wings. And they are cute. Rats are cute too. I always too. think of that book, Stella no.
3: Luna. You remember when we had rats when we were kids? That's yeah. What I'm not talking. if my friends agree with
0: me that rats are cute, but I love them. That's rats are disgusting. Talking. They
1: are cute. You should get a rat now.
0: Rats are disgusting. Mice are disgusting. You could
1: train to do all kinds of tricks. You're home all the time. Oh you my god. You could go out. to the Olympics.
0: All right. The Rat Olympics. I'm disgusted. I just can't even. I'm disgusted now thinking about these fucking rats. Ugh. You don't like okay. rats
2: or snakes. Like, what do you. What? He likes dogs.
3: Yeah. I don't know how to transition out of <laughs> this and back
2: all- into
0: the book. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's true. You, you, you hit. Okay. You really nailed it.
1: Okay. I'm so, cut that. <laughs> so where we end Probably. is them both of kind of getting maimed by this lasso. You know, uh, what would you call it? I don't know. It's a... It's
3: literally a lasso, but in a noose, a debacle, a spectacle.
1: I would, a ceremony. It was supposed to be a, a nice ceremony. Oh
3: yeah, sorry, you're right. Okay, but what it was supposed to be, not what it was.
1: So they go back to the hotel, which is where the whole bridal party, the whole wedding party, is staying. It's where the wedding reception is supposed to happen. Um, but now we're going to flash back again, and we're going to look at how she met Josh. So Audrey openly admits she met Josh like four times before she even remembered his name. I think she called him James.
3: Yeah, it's uh, the first time she met him at a bar that, like, her friends were having. She couldn't remember his name. He was clearly trying to come up to hit on her. And then one of his own lady friends who wanted it more came up to break that up. And she was not into it at the time. And she just brushes it off, totally
1: forgets. In her head, she's like, don't worry, I don't want him. And she, she, like, looks at his pants and is like, what is he wearing? She would call him, like, Bad bad Jeans jeans Josh. Josh. Yeah, and
3: then... She runs into him again at a
1: Halloween party. Yes, it's a
3: Halloween party, but he shows up in like a suit because he just got off work. He's an insurance salesman or a reinsurer, I guess,
1: Something which is more
3: complicated.
1: Kind of a fanciest job, it seems. Yeah, like, like. he's doing fairly boring. well. He's
3: pretty well off, all things considered. But uh, but she's already drunk and trying to make out with some she dude is who's peeing in wine bottles. Dude. Yeah, uh, and. She doesn't get his name right. Uh, they have kind of a moment before she kind of brushes him off again. Well, and she's
1: like, I'm spinning. Like, she's really yeah, wasted. Yeah, and then she
3: runs into the bathroom. <laughs> and, it, like, there's almost a moment, and then it doesn't happen. And then she runs into him for the third time on the street. And she's like, oh, hey, it's James. And he's like, it's Josh. Like, he's clearly annoyed that this is the, the third. For the fifth fucking
0: time, <laughs> yeah. woman,
3: it's Josh.
0: It's the third time, but
3: still, like he's a little annoyed (laughs) at this point because he was really into her, and she's essentially failed to even recognize him three times now.
0: You know, I'm not a name person myself, so I don't think. But weirdly enough, at the end of the one where she, he's mad at her, (laughs) she's like,
1: "All right, I'm
3: starting to vibe with this."
1: Yeah, she's like, "Okay, Josh, I like what you're about. I'm into it."
3: I like that he shows up the fourth time to (laughs) another party. Spank me.
1: I like. (laughs)
2: Oh my god! Not too hard,
1: but like kind of
2: hard. Like hurt me, make me feel like leave a
1: bruise, but But I want to feel the sting.
0: (laughs) Maybe a little spanking will help me remember that name of yours.
2: It's Josh, bitch. (laughs) Uh, this really? really went off the rails. Again. It did. Yep. Works for it's me. It's gonna so,
3: be, you know, this is it? It works. God, for me. I hope you guys enjoy it when we lose track because this is gonna <laughs> happen more. So
1: I'm gonna give the whole Josh backstory so that once we are on, so, the, yeah. we're on the wedding train. We're on the fucking wedding
3: train. Kind of like we've done with a few of these. If the folks get to jump back and forth 19 times, we can't keep track of it because it's literally no longer a linear story.
1: And it's confusing for me. Uh, so. Yes, she meets Josh again. He's kind of angry. And the way she even knows Josh is that he's friends with her roommate, Paul. So in college, Paul, Clara, and Audrey all lived together in the same house. So Josh would come over occasionally for parties. And so after she ran into him, he was upset with her. They have another like chili party, which was kind of their thing. And she she's acted, into him at this yes, point. Yeah. So she's like, "Is Josh coming?"
3: But she shows up with a he shows up with a supermodel doctor as a girlfriend.
1: Yes, Kelly, I believe her name yeah. is, and everybody loves Kelly. And Audrey's like, I
3: mean, Kelly. Like, <laughs> does like, "Sound great." but she's like, it sucks because I like Kelly too. Kelly fucking rocks.
1: And she has really nice hair. It's curled so nicely, and it doesn't go flat by the end of the night. It's like what multiple people comment on. So she's just kind of like, all right. So then later on, she, I will say Audrey's life is kind of like a mess. Like she ended up failing her math exam to get into the astronomy courses. And so she takes up photography. Yeah, she drops out of of school after that. From Fred it sounds like so she anyway, Fred inspired she, works the in her. Shop, she works at coffee shops, she works at bars, she'll work multiple jobs at a time. Yeah, she's a dog
3: walker right now I think. Yeah,
1: she just kind of does a little bit of this, a little bit of that. She doesn't really have a set path. She's not super passionate about anything. She's just kind of doing things that she enjoys doing to get by. Um, but she runs into Josh while she's out taking pictures for a job, and he's like, Oh, Kelly wants me to like buy some more fashionable clothes. Can you help me? And she kind of tells him how she called him like bad jeans Josh. <laughs> they start having this inside joke where he calls her Amy instead of she Audrey. Calls him James. And she helps him pick out these pants, and she's like, Season without a shirt on, and she's like, Damn. He looks good.
0: Damn, James. And Damn, then they sit I love that boat.
1: <laughs> they have coffee. She orders something mm. random off the menu that she's never had before, <laughs> some nasty <laughs> like fruity latte. He gets the same black coffee or whatever it is every single time. And we kind of see their differences. Like he knows what he likes. He gets the same thing every time. He's a very mm-hmm.
3: structured guy.
1: She's more impulsive, you know, changes it up all the time just because she likes that excitement. Yeah. But they sit there for, like, hours talking, and he's still with Kelly, but they both, when they go their separate ways, she's like, I felt a spark, and I could tell that he felt it, like, too. Like, he
3: turned and looked back at me just, like, a hair too long than a normal, like, goodbye.
1: So, she knows, but... Yeah.
3: Neither of them are actually terrible people, and it is until, like, ten months later, when Kelly's gone back to Canada, that she finished up. her doctorate, that she meets him again at a wedding.
1: And they end up sitting next to each other, and she gets a little bit tipsy. And she's like, "I'm just gonna go. This is it. I'm gonna go up to Josh. I'm gonna talk to him. Some because some other lady had sat down and started flirting with him. So she goes up to him. She kisses him, and he's like, "No, I don't want to do this while you're drinking." And she's like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "I don't know
3: why. Because normally this is very annoying to be in a character where she gets really defensive anytime stuff happens." It was very funny to me that anytime she was upset, like she'd get full-on, like, fight angry. She
1: <laughs> like, was there's funny. a
3: part later in the book where I was like, is she gonna punch him? Because I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> she does
1: get, she's a little wild when she drinks. But he's basically like, I would like to take you on an actual date. And so shuts her down, and she's like,
3: This motherfucker. And he's
1: like, I'm gonna call you tomorrow, and I'm gonna ask you on a date. And he does call her the next day. He asks her on a date. He takes her out. And that's pretty much where it goes
2: from there. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: they, it, they just kind of keep hitting it off. She tries to invite him up the end of the first date. Oh, that's right. He says no. And she's again like, this motherfucker keeps shooting me down. And he's like, I really would like to, but I'm trying to, you know, and, go into this slow. No and Paul,
1: Paul tells her he only sleeps with women he's in a relationship with. So he does seem like a really good dude.
0: Yeah, no, I, like, for all of these choices. So he broke up with Kelly? Just like well, that? Well, because she
1: moved back to Canada, which is where she was from.
0: Yeah, that that's we just said that.
1: Yeah.
0: They don't he yeah, does but this they,
1: And he is he didn't he's go to had Canada. a thing he didn't for know, no. he's had a thing for Audrey oh, this whole
2: time. I'd go better.
3: to Canada. if we said that this all takes place in London,
2: <laughs> we you gotta he, get over okay. to Kelly, man. She was a fictional character. I
0: would just say it like She I, literally never comes up again. I would move to Canada.
2: He's like, Kelly, if you're out there,
3: <laughs> <laughs> El, if anyone hears a supermodel El, doctor El, from can Canada. Uh, Sophie Cousins, if uh, Kelly is a real person... Did you base uh, her off of anybody? from Books with Bastards would really love that contact. I've
0: never known a Kelly Uh, I didn't like.
1: Mallory would like a conversation before this happens, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) I've not known many Kelly. I feel like Sally will, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: probably true, Zach. We're both getting burned.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll burn you both for a Kelly (laughs) in Canada. Oh, my
2: God. Oh man. Lisa's
1: always
2: loved the cold.
1: <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So, her and Josh, their relationship just kind of takes off from there. Um, it turns out he's uh, got a big dick, it sounds like.
2: Ooh, nice. Know? That just. All right.
0: He's you know, a I'm not going to lie. That does just, come up.
1: Yeah, it does. I'm not making this up.
0: Wiener weight. Yeah, specifically I don't get Paul the tells her,
1: yeah, because they
3: played rugby together for years. So he's he like, saw him in the show. He's worth the wait, and she's like, is notably at the time Paul is dating Josh's sister, and she's like, for the love of God, stop. <laughs> he but Josh, it all he's the just time. he's a
1: handsome dude. Like when they're in public, chicks are looking at Josh. But again, Audrey, it sounds like is a very attractive woman, also. Maybe not. I got the impression like she was <laughs> but, cute
3: or pretty, but not like hot. But I, I feel at least, like,
1: I don't know. She sounded like she had a nice personality for the, for the well, most no, part. Yeah, <laughs> I, no,
3: like I think she was like pretty, but not. Yeah, again, like she wasn't on that Kelly level. She's I
1: mean, not yeah, you hate to break Kelly. it down to that, but this is you're how right, the book right. kind of portrays them.
0: They never really tell us what Audrey looks like. Is, there's no pictures in there. I take it, huh?
1: Not in no. most books. No. Not most. Novels. I mean, if
3: you want what to join us for a story time with the stupids that I still need to record, I can get a picture of it.
1: <laughs> but it, it alludes that would be to... That we'll we'll
0: I've got my own pictures in my mind.
1: Josh <laughs> obviously thinks oh, Audrey Kelly? is beautiful. <laughs> I Okay, and we'll get to Every kind night. of another roundabout thing. Um, but anyway, so her and Josh just continue to date. Eventually... They're on vacation. I think in Spain. Um, Ibiza, yeah. Yes, and he proposes on the beach, which this part did kind of make me laugh because she was like, "We were walking down the beach, and I could tell I shouldn't have had like that seafood with all that coffee in the morning because I had yeah, like to go her internal, he's
3: like, "I
0: gotta take a dump,"
1: and then he, she turns around and he's like on one knee on the beach proposing.
0: And she's all touching cloth with poo. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he gives her a
3: legitimately good speech, and she's like, yes, yes, takes her. And she's like, now I got to run.
1: I got to go to the bathroom. Um, And then while they're there, uh, she has kind of a panic attack.
3: Well, it's later that night at their their celebration dinner. This is where we...
1: They kind of... So, I feel like we should mention...
3: I think that Every the panache- now
1: and then, she mentions this person named Benedict, where she sees that he's an artist of some kind. And he's a sculptor. That, well, an artist is...
3: Well, I was just okay. clarifying. You said of some kind, and I knew what oh, kind. okay.
1: So he's an artist, and <laughs> nice he's work, got a... Uh, what do you call it when an artist has? a gallery opening oh, yeah. I mean, or something somewhere? And she just uh, kind Sean? of... Uh, yeah, Aaron? she just kind of has like a... Like a sick feeling, she's like, I just hate seeing his. Yeah, man. the fact that he's. But she never really describes who Benedict is until a little bit later. We learn that her mother had previously dated Benedict, and she just like has a very, very bad like association. Yeah, so like with his after memory, her,
2: like her engagement,
3: she sees one of his sculptures and has a full panic attack, and then we get the whole backstory of Vivian's marriages. Yes, so... So much backstory.
1: There's in, a lot of backstory. Uh, this
3: book is more backstory than present action.
1: So I'm trying to All get right. as much of the backstory in so we can, like, proceed forward. So, I mean,
2: I'm, I'm tracking it.
1: Okay, so we've got the Fred backstory. We've got the Josh backstory. And now this is Benedict, who really is a small sliver in time, but has a very big impact on her life. So, yeah,
2: fuck, fuck Benedict. Audrey's father, like, was
1: like in her life place I don't like. until I mean, I think she was like, what, eight or six or uh, so she
3: was So, her young. father, uh, when she's eight years old, she catches her mom cheating on her father.
2: And she doesn't understand what she's seeing,
3: but still brings it up.
1: She's young enough that she doesn't know. And so when they're all sitting at the dinner table together, she says, oh, mommy was kissing so-and-so.
3: Yeah, she's like, I saw mommy kissing a tall man. Santa Claus.
1: And that's the last time they had family dinner.
3: Yeah, and then (laughs) she later starts talking about Brian, and she's like, honestly, like, Brian was great. Like, she, he would, you know, talk to her like she was an adult, like she treated him as equals, and she's like, she He asked her to show him what the constellations were, and that was the first time she'd started looking at the stars again since her parents broke up. Like, he managed to reignite her love for the stars. And then...
1: uh Also, her father died when she was 14. Like, it sounded he like had he had cancer. Uh, he passed away. But at some Correct. point,
3: she picks up the phone to call for dinner and hears her mom
1: having a sexy conversation with another man. And Brian's in the room and she just kind of like freezes. freezes. And Brian's like, "What? Like give me the phone." And Audrey's like in her head, she's like, "Why didn't I just hang up? Why didn't I just hang up?" And he takes the phone and hears it. And then her mom and Brian get divorced. And her mom had been talking to Benedict, who when she meets him, her mother is like, "I'm like passionately in love yeah, with this her guy." Her mom
3: is falls in love hard. And then will continue to do so. Like, but not always with the same
0: person. Not hard, the person she's married with. Yeah. Falls in love oh, hard hard but easy. Yeah.
1: So Benedict
0: <laughs> loves freely.
1: Is like a sculptor. <laughs> He's like this very cool guy He's on the scene. South
3: African accent.
1: Yes. And her mom is super into him. But Audrey was just even the first time she met him, she was like, I felt like his eyes lingered on my breasts a little too long. Because at this time, Audrey's in college. She's like, twenty years
3: old. Twenty-one at this point in the story.
1: Yes, and so, and then one time she gets out of the shower and he's standing in the doorway, like looking at her naked, and she's like, what the fuck? He's like, I was here
3: for some laundry, and she was like,
1: you've never come to collect my laundry. laundry. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she's like, gross. And didn't I leave the didn't I leave the door closed? That's what. And she in her head, she's like, I could have sworn I shut the door. But she, like, second guesses herself a lot. She has a lot of guilt. She feels guilty for ever mentioning her mom kissing the guy. Yeah, at this
3: point, she blames herself for, for ruining her mother's oh, last two marriages. You
1: not know. the last two. The one with her father and the one with Brian.
3: <laughs> that would be the last two. No,
1: wasn't there? I think there was a couple in between there could her be. father and Brian.
0: Oh, you're right. I'm
1: wrong. Um, I don't It doesn't really They're
3: matter. They're not named. So yeah. I guess they don't matter. But twice now. She's, Anyways,
0: yes. what a creep.
1: Yes, so she just, she doesn't, she doesn't love this. No, not again. again. (laughs) I can't
2: do this again.
1: It's not, it's the good news not is it, it, as bad as Once There Were Wolves.
3: <laughs> it's not even close to Once There Were Wolves or Hollow Kingdom or what was The, once we the were Blood of been? God or God in Heaven.
1: That was the
0: Alaska-Scotland one. I kind of remember it. I was just kidding. Oh, oh, okay. If the next book somehow to to has
3: even the vaguest hint of molestation in it, we cannot win.
2: I will throw one of these sure. microphones out that window. I don't right? think the next so, one
0: will, Zach. You're in luck.
2: So this happens. You don't
0: know. Real life is rough, baby. <laughs> I have not read the book. You're right. So I do. I okay. don't
1: know. So she's already not unco- <laughs> like not comfortable with Benedict, and then they yeah. come home one night, and her mother's like, "We're engaged," and yeah. she's like, "Wow, great!" Mm, fucking again. cool, man. And Benedict like goes upstairs, like screams at her face, like, "Do not be rude to your mother," blah. And she just like cowers. She's like, "I was too scared to do anything else." And then her mother is like, I just want you guys to get along, like, this and that. It, it's just kind of like, bitch, she makes get over effort. yourself. Stop. Like, stop yeah. making it forcing your daughter to be a part of your shenanigans is my like, thought. You
3: can't, you can't ask her to fall in love with every guy you fall in love with. That's not...
1: Yeah, you're being ridiculous. I feel like Vivian got off way too easy in this book. But... Uh, that
3: said, no. like, she does have her redeeming qualities when it's actually... Revealed a bit. Like but
1: one or two, maybe, at best.
3: She's got Them her tips. flaws, but she's hey. never actually, like... Hey. Um, that's two. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she has her flaws, but I don't think she's a bad person. Like, when well, the first time, she's actually confronted with something...
1: She's a selfish person.
3: That, yes, but that's not necessarily terrible. It's, it's not
1: great when you're a parent.
3: No. But it's also, like, it's never implied, like, she was neglectful of anything else about her daughter's life she just kept falling in love with new men and while that's not great it's not it's hardly the worst you mm-hmm. gotta have
2: a good choice well, you want to jump
3: say... back to once there were wolves where the dad beat the mother to death
1: I'm just
2: saying yeah so let's... if we're
0: gonna judge on a scale Vivian's
2: fine let's go back I mean it's fine I'll <laughs> uh, really love them all okay so... I
0: won't say what I was gonna say so now.
1: Benedict is like what? hey... I kind of want to meet you in the middle, Audrey. I want you to meet me at my art studio. I'm going to kind of show you around. You know, show you, like, I know you're into photography. Or, well, I guess she wasn't into photography at this point. But he's just like, I just kind of want to show you some art and stuff. Well, no, this was the day
3: after her date, actually. Wait, Wait, who is this again? Benedict.
0: Benedict. This is the bad guy. So, Uh.
1: let's say this is... I don't remember. I'm just making up a day. Don't take her to the dark room. Saturday, she met Fred. Sunday, she's supposed to meet Fred at one o'clock, right? Mm -hmm. So Sunday morning, she's meeting Benedict at his studio to like look at his sculptures. So she shows up. She's all excited because she's meeting Fred later, right? She's like riding this high, like oh yay, I'm like in love. And she shows up and Benedict's, all right, come on in. Like, the place is closed, so it'll be just you and me. And she's like, ooh, I, I thought there'd be other people I, here. I, uh, so she's She was interested. like, this already
3: wasn't neutral ground. Like, this was your turf, and this is way worse. So they mm-hmm. go
1: in, they're looking at the sculptures, and she is like, you know, this is impressive. And she's like, all of his sculptures are like the woman figure. And she's like, I'm, okay.
3: yeah, like, At the end of the day, she's like, they are good <laughs> sculptures. And then he immediately becomes weird.
1: Yeah. So then he's like, kind of standing, like touching her shoulder in a way, like brushing. He's like her trying breast. to like advise
3: her on how to stand. He's prettier. like, yes,
1: you need to stand up more straight. Like pushes on her lower back and pushes. Did her you shoulders say brushes back.
0: her breast? Yes, he does. Yeah.
1: And she's just like, "Am I imagining all this? Like, mm. what is happening?" And like, then yeah, he's she's always like,
3: deliberately does it in a way where he could play it off.
1: Like that would that And then really does
3: because happen. she tries to call him on it. And he's like. I don't know what you're
2: talking about. You made
1: that up in your head.
2: Yeah. I don't like any of this. Yeah, he's
1: a creep. So at some point, like, she accidentally stumbles, like, turns the lights off, and that's when he really, like, kind of goes in for the boob grab. And she she just, like, grabs her bag. She had, like, dropped something and leaves it behind. She's like, I just have to get out of here. And she just, like, runs. Yeah. And she goes to the uh, subway station. Fred never shows up.
3: So she's in a bad mood. To yes. say the least, that makes
1: sense. <laughs> and but she does decide she's like, I have to tell. No, and my she mother. gets
3: home and her like she's her mom's like, oh, can't you just get along with him or whatever? And she's like, no, I can't. And her mom says something catty, and she's like, I don't know whether it was you know the stress of you know Benedict this morning, the fact that fucking Fred didn't show up, all of it together, the stress of studying for this exam. She's like, but I snapped and just fucking screamed the whole event at her
1: and her mom was like okay i will give vivian this like she i think like audrey was like do you believe me and she was like yes i will always believe you and she's like please go stay at your friend's house or she yeah, goes and, and stays the with next Hillary. day
3: benedict's gone
1: yeah and she or, she well. <laughs> no so vivian leaves the house and gives benedict like three days to move his stuff out of the house And Benedict shows up at Hillary's house and is like, you stupid little bitch. This is what, like, what did you make up in your mind? Like, forces his way into the house, just screaming at her how she's an idiot. He loves her mother, this and that. And it's just like, oh, my God, like, what a fucking creep. But we do learn later on that in the three days he was at the house moving his stuff out, that Fred did call the house because he did have Audrey's house number. And Benedict was just like, "There's no Audrey
3: here." Yeah, Benedict so, was the one who sabotaged it. Yes, and we also learn, uh, I guess. No, well, that comes up later. I'll, I'll leave that for later. Okay.
1: Mm. So I, Vivian did believe Audrey and gets rid of Benedict. But again, Audrey in her head was like, "Did I yeah, actually make all of this and up?" He, so
3: he gives her one last parting curse. He's like, "I hope someday when you love someone, maybe you're even getting married, that it's all fucking destroyed."
1: Pretty much tells her she's worthless, she's stupid, she's not worth anything. And then she goes and she fails her math exam, which she had already been cramming for, like to the point where it wasn't...
3: It wasn't realistic.
1: Yes. She was two years behind
3: and was trying to just jump it.
1: And then she had this person telling her, like, you suck. And she failed. So she never made it into astronomy. And her
3: mom is the kind of person who when she doesn't have someone in her life, she just kind of falls apart.
1: Then, yeah, she always has a man in her yeah, life. Yeah,
3: like, like, she usually, she, like, she jumps from guy to guy. It's why, notably, there's never, there's always an overlap time between guys. In this time, there's no overlap, and she's a mess.
1: So, Audrey's life in itself, she's kind of a mess. Like, she never really committed to a career. She feels like she's behind everybody else. Everybody else has a career, and anyways, she feels like she ruined her, rela- her mother's relationship with her own father, her mother's relationship with Brian, her mother's relationship with Benedict, who she knew her mother loved. And then she's always second guessing, like, did what I feel happened actually happen or did I overreact because of what he said to her? Yeah. So she has all of these thoughts going and this on. This is the panic
3: attack that brings us out of that flashback. Into the flashback we were talking about, where she was getting engaged, and I believe that'll wrap that flashback up. And we are in the present, baby. So I, I don't like this last
2: flashback. I'm I not think lie. we're fully They're out of the past. I, I think
3: we're we're except we're not. We're technically ninety percent of the book is still flashback.
0: I don't like Benedict.
2: Nobody likes Benedict. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like any of what just talked. He's a dirtbag. Dirt no, He's it, a dirtbag. Benedict is the only clear villain in this,
1: and story. we'll finish him off with a cherry on top.
3: Yep. Okay. So There's a little bit more Benedict to come.
1: Yes. So no. so we're at the evening oh. now before the wedding. So Clara and...
3: We could rename this podcast to ruin in Caleb's night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I really didn't think it was going to come <laughs> up.
1: I totally forgot
3: that this was going to be a problem.
1: And that was like a big reveal. What, Benedict? This,
3: yeah, to be no. fair, we did not know this was coming either until I learned about this about noon today. Shortly after I picked up your father from his broken car. Yeah,
2: it's fine. Anyways, (laughs) let's keep going. I do like the rest of this book. It's a good book. I actually do recommend it.
3: And the creepiest part in the book is about 19 degrees less creepy than the creepiest part in the last one. So we're good.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Clara and Audrey now are just hanging out. Clara's like, take a swig of this vodka or tequila, whatever it was. Like,
2: let's uh, just
1: relax. And so she does, and then Audrey's just still having a hard time sleeping. It's pouring down rain outside because she's like, of course it would rain my whole wedding weekend. That makes sense. But she goes outside because there's, like, this whole, like, kind of a maze out on the grounds. And Fred is out there. Ooh. He had seen her. And, and followed he her out. Followed her out. So they kind of have a little moment in the garden. And he's just like, I feel like it was fate that I was supposed to be here. And she, it it does not
3: yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. At this point, she's been talked to. She's like She's talked to her mom a little bit. She's talked to Claire a little bit. She's seen Josh since then. She's kind of stabled up since the Lasso incident. And she's like, he's like, you don't still feel the same? And she's like no like she's hesitant on the inside but at least on the outside she's like no fuck that I'm, I'm gonna go back inside now well
0: it did kind of sound like he did not show up for several of the occasions that are supposed so, to be at so it was just right? one, one accurate, and he had gotten he,
1: hit by a car he got hit
3: by it. a
0: car on the way oh <laughs> yeah likely story Jesus
3: we'll
1: delve into it a we little bit we learn a little
3: more. more about why he missed it yes th- towards the end of the
1: book did yes. he actually get
3: hit by a car yes yeah.
1: he did he was in the hospital not, oh. not like,
2: ventilator hospital. Yeah, but just, like, like,
3: broke two ribs and an arm. Just oh. that.
2: And then yeah. he called the house and got told,
3: you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> there, there's a medium amount of justification, but it definitely does fall apart upon further examination. Uh, so,
1: the next morning, the, she wakes up. This is her wedding day. She's, like, just her hair is freaking matted to her head from, like, going out in the rain and then sleeping. She wakes up and Claire is like, Do you want to go down and get breakfast? Do you want me to bring it up to you? And she's like, Let's just go down. Not expecting that everybody that's there. Forgetting for the, yeah, the, the, will the entire be there. wedding
3: party's down there. Eating so she breakfast. goes
1: down in her robe, her robe slips open. Everybody fucking sees her exposed for a minute. She pulls it close. I was she, like,
3: Why was this? I was like, in a rom-com, sure. In this book.
1: This rom-drom romantic drum, (laughs) yeah, like
3: completely (laughs) just a little funny to be honest. Yeah, Clara, Miranda, and Hillary are all pretty great.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. This would be a good rom-com. Um, so
0: she just completely exposes herself, not completely. But I a believe she bit, is wearing
3: broad panties.
0: But a little
1: bit it. to everybody at breakfast. And then she's like, oh, my God. And her mother's like, you can't have coffee. it will give you the jitters. Yeah, so she will... pours a cup of coffee. She grabs two pastries, and she, like, locks herself in a closet. Hillary finds her, and he's like... This is where we, we learn that Hillary rocks. Through. Hillary was an actor, young actor, when he became her nanny. So he is like 15, yeah, 20 her, years her. Mother her mother
3: didn't believe, he, she's like, I feel like nannies are just a waste of money. She's like, I can pay actors to do this and they're going to be more dedicated because I'm their fucking director to making sure my child is taken care of and there'll be more interesting people to learn from. So she had a bunch of actors instead of nannies. And Hillary Weirdly was the column, one that really stuck. It turns out, and she's like, at the end of the day, Aubrey ended up a very dramatic person. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I can see that. And so, I guess in the end, Hillary does become one of her best like lifelong friends. Yes.
1: So he kind of talks her through, like, what's... She tells him the whole situation. She kind of cries it out in the cupboard. She comes out. They're like, we're going to go, we're going to get ready for this fucking wedding.
3: Yeah, we're going to focus. Like, she comes out with a renewed sense of, like, it's going to be fine. Let's fucking rock this. Get my hair done. So they go did. upstairs.
0: Doing my makeup.
1: Exactly. So Clara is really good at hair and makeup. Clara's fixing her hair. Fixing her makeup, all of this. She goes to put her wedding dress on, which was one of her mother's wedding dresses. It was her
3: mother's wedding dress to her original father.
1: That's her actual father, her bio dad. Mm. Yes. So she puts it on and her mom says some shitty comment like, is this really the dress for your body type? And it sounds like Audrey is very slender and Claire is like, she is skinny. Like, what the fuck?
3: But she's not runway skinny.
1: That's what, yeah. And I'm like, Vivian, you're a bitch.
3: And you're Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. Was just and the then, dresses. of course, while they're putting the dress on, the whole fucking thing rips.
1: The back of it like tears because it's an old dress. Yeah,
3: it's from 30 years ago.
1: And so, oh, I guess before this also, Audrey had gone down into like the catering area and there was like the groom and the bride on the top of the cake. And the bride like fell off and she's like, Were you jumping? Were you running away? And she's like making. She's making something out of these things that are happening. Yeah, yeah mother.
0: She's really getting in no. Her this own is head Audrey. This
3: oh,
1: she's like. I feel like the bride was jumping off of that
3: cake. We're jumping around a little bit, but we got to get all the omens. Jumping out off of that away.
1: cake like there's, you it's
3: off just, the ferry, there's yeah. an absolutely startling amount of omens where I'm not surprised. This girl's freaking out.
1: So yes, all of these little things. Yeah. It's just. Omens she feels. Yeah,
3: her mom manages to sew the dress back together, and is like, "Actually, you fucking rock this dress." Uh, Mm -hmm. They get ready; they're going down. We're ten minutes to go. Uh, My brain just fully the letter. Oh yes, God, the fucking letter. So her mom's like, "Your father wrote you a letter before he died. He wanted me to give it to you on your wedding day." And she gives her the letter, and Audrey opens it up, and it's like, darling, I'm so happy to see you again. And she's like, my mom mixed up the fucking letters and gave me the letter that is proof that she's cheating on Lawrence.
1: Her current husband.
3: She's like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: So she's like, great. (sighs) And then Miranda, Josh's sister, rushes in, and she's like... Kind of torn anymore. up because Miranda still loves Paul, Josh's friend, who she dated, but then they broke up because she was really putting it on like oh, I love this part. when we get married, this yeah. is how you're gonna ask me to marry you. And they both Paul over-reacted. was like Paul was like, dude, chill. But instead of just saying chill out, he
3: he stopped. broke up with her. Yeah, he 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 <laughs> would he overcorrected.
1: But he still likes her also. It's clear
3: they're still a thing and they just haven't made their way back there. But Miranda's, they're like, Miranda and Hillary and Clara are all there, like, trying to talk to her. But at the same time, Clara is missing her kids and she's, like, having, like, a little bit of postpartum, like, freak out.
1: Well, then she's also like, my husband and I haven't had sex in the last year. Yeah,
3: she's, like, trying to talk Miranda down because Miranda was, like... I miss Paul. Like, I'm I'm barely holding it together. I'm sorry I brought a random guy to your wedding. Yada, yada. And to calm her down, fucking Clara goes into the speech and she's like, we haven't had sex in a year. I miss the kids. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to work. I'm married to a man child. Every time I hear him laugh, I think about bashing his head in with a frying pan. And I'm like... Holy shit, Clara. And I love it because she's like A, I'm
1: not married and B, I don't have kids. She's like, I thought
3: these people were perfect. I just love that she's like looks at Miranda's face and Miranda's like, actually I think I have it relatively together.
1: And then, and then Hillary uh, comes in, and he's like,
3: I didn't get the fucking acting gig, and we're just... Because he's, like, too,
1: he's too young and good-looking. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> but I just love that she's like... I she looks around, and happens. she's like, all right, so my support pillars are all fucking crumbling. I guess I'll get it together.
1: And then, uh, then she gets more bad news, which is one of the ushers, Josh's friends, Violated
3: Vivian's rules. Vivian
1: had a no-seafood rule. And they broke that rule, and now one of them has got the shits.
2: All right. Well. He shit his pants. He shouldn't have broken the rule.
0: Literally shit his pants? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, shouldn't have broken the rule. That's embarrassing.
3: Look, you, you don't fight the, the wedding mom. They will kill you. That's not Vivian. figurative. They're she puts aggression. some eye
2: drops She's in his in food. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not not blood of heaven. Will So he shit himself. It's not Mercavia. In
1: the church. So somebody no Vivian Lerman, went to go it clear it out and make sure it smelled acceptable for the guests to start sitting down.
3: Yeah, Miranda's a perfumer, gives her the perfume to go clean it up. There's all sorts of little nice details in this book that, that we, we don't honestly have. can't cover. Yeah. But they're, they're like all of the characters except like two or three. Do actually get enough detail for you to kind of get to know and like them. I, I really did like this book. Hmm.
1: So, finally, they uh, they get a little sewing kit from the caterers or something like that. They fix the dress. They have the dress on Audrey. She looks good. All the bridesmaids are ready to go. Everything is good to go. She walks down the aisle. She gets Brian's- there. She's looking at Josh uh, oh, as they're walking down the aisle, Brian's like, hey. Um, I
3: think your mother gave me a letter by mistake that's meant for you.
1: So now we know that Vivian is cheating on Lawrence with her ex-husband, Brian. And, and now so Audrey knows this.
3: Audrey kind of reeling from this new information. Then she sees Fred the crowd fucking staring at her.
1: And then she gets up to the altar and they're going through their vows. If anybody has yeah. any reason to object, that goes She's fine.
3: spiraling into a panic attack in total silence in front of a crowd.
1: And they ask, you know, Josh. I do, do. I do. He says, I do. And then the pastor, she can tell, like, he looks a little pale. He's pretty sweaty. He's
3: staring at her a little too long. He's he's not really getting
1: his words out, and then all of a sudden he collapses. Yeah,
3: falls towards her. She falls backwards, hits her head on the stone.
1: Really thought that
3: was going to come up more. Doesn't.
1: The ceremony is cut short because the pastor is rushed to the hospital. Yeah, he had a heart attack. Yes, he lives. This is like uh, I feel like the seventeenth bad omen. Yeah, at this point we're
3: like, almost nothing has gone right.
1: She has a head injury. She has fucking rope burn on her neck. She's covered in hives because she's so stressed out. She's just scratching herself constantly. Like, this is a wreck. So they decide, they're like, how do we best work this out? They all decide we're going to go have the reception. Are you falling asleep? I feel like I just saw your eyes go back in your head.
0: I did a little bit, but I'm good. I'm upset with you. Yeah, I am too. This is, this is, there's a lot going on here. It's a long story. I'm enjoying it, but it's, it's a it's bit. This like, isn't even a long episode yet. There's too much, too many details. I can't keep it straight.
1: So they decide I mean, to hold the reception. This they me. go in. <laughs> they're having the reception. Audrey had rented a photo booth because she likes them for her wedding reception.
3: Yeah, like Fred or not, like she's, Grown she's a new photographer. photographer since in the last six and seven years.
1: Yes, yeah, so she goes. She's just walking out because she needs to be away from it all. She goes out. Fred finds her. Yeah, follows her. And he's her like, "This is clearly a sign you're meant to be with me."
3: She finds friend. out
1: that he actually had a girlfriend at the time she it met was him.
3: Biking to go break up with her when he was hit by a car,
1: and then he was in the hospital, and she was taking care of him, so he felt bad. Just breaking up with her in the hospital, but then we learn he did try to call Audrey, but he was shut down by Benedict. But we just and then he kisses her. Yeah, like she
3: like stands up to leave and he grabs her and kisses her. And of course, Josh walks in.
1: Yes, and he's like, "What the fuck?" That's
2: how it always goes. It's how
0: it goes. Yeah,
2: again, you you've seen this movie, guys. Hmm. (laughs) Anyways. Josh runs and leaves. I've seen this movie with less molestation.
1: He grabs his back. Well, then you're taking out the fun.
2: <laughs> oh my god. fuck. I... <laughs> Ugh.
0: Molestic. Fun 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 for who? Apparently Mallory. So
1: Audrey chases Freaking after prove. Josh. So I feel like at this moment I'm like, she's not choosing Fred.
3: No, yeah, she. Yeah, so no th- she's like screaming, like she's trying to chase after him and Clara and Vivian like manage to get her up to her room and she's like, Hillary, go, go catch him. Josh. And like Fred tries to follow him up and she turns at Fred and is screaming, she's like, I told you no fucking last night, I told you no in the maze and I just told you no again, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, is she going to punch him, the wanted to punch him, but... No, I think was
1: it Clara or Vivian who was like, I'll show you out.
3: Yeah. Vivian looked at him. She's like, you can go.
1: (laughs) But Josh is gone. So and they're supposed to leave on their honeymoon the very next day. So they Hillary, Clara and Audrey get in the car and they're like, we're going home. Like, we're going to go find Josh. So they head back. They're driving down the highway. She's kind of telling them everything that has happened and they're like you're like Scarlett O'Hara and Gone with the Wind. You're going to get your man. <laughs> you're going to do my dear. it. I don't give a damn. I know that's actually a sad movie because if I remember correctly she it. gets shut down.
3: Yeah, that's what that line yeah. is.
1: <laughs> he's because like by that point Fuck she's
3: <laughs> been he, yeah. She's
1: been a bitch for far too long. <laughs>
3: Uh, that's I've never seen the movie, but they do very make it clear how that movie unfolds. And she's like, "Great, you spoiled another movie for me. Thanks, guys." Like,
1: if we let's come back to this at the end because I have like some interesting thoughts. All right, I feel but, like
0: okay. um, I feel like I might be right. She doesn't marry either one of them.
3: We'll come,
1: we'll come back to it.
0: So, so we'll get there.
3: Zach,
1: you take it.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, so she gets home, <laughs> finds <laughs> out that Josh mm-hmm. has gone to stay at a hotel by the airport, so that she couldn't find him. But he does, like, send her a test. He's like, I'm going to go on the honeymoon. And I have business trip there at the end of it anyways. Don't bother me. Yeah, just, I need some space. And she's like, <laughs> fuck that. And then immediately goes and gets on the plane. And he's like, like, tries to buy the plane. And they're like, oh, no, the ticket's been changed to somebody else's name. And she's like, who the fuck could he be bringing? So she buys another ticket, gets on the plane, gets forward into the, uh, or she tries to go get into the first class where they're staying in the
1: just to see who he brought. Yeah, the flight attendants
3: won't let him in. And so we learned that this plot, like the time jumping back and forth, this has all been her telling this entire story to Clive, the guy sitting in his seat next to her.
2: <gasps> I love the name Clive. Yep. Um, so I know F. you F. do because that's Clive. the name
1: you have on my Netflix account yep. I'm pretty sure <laughs>
2: yep, <laughs> yep that's correct. it is uh, that, that does um, the whole molestation Clive. that,
1: that Clive. does it well that's I'm Clive's glad here. that there's caveats to molesting
2: yeah but uh, if his name's Clive I don't care <laughs> touch me
1: anywhere and everywhere
2: <laughs> yeah
1: I mean he's Clive but yeah <laughs> yeah
2: Clive didn't say that Zach did yeah it, please stop yeah. Yeah. It. it's don't so much harder to Clive edit you talking don't put that on Clive. <laughs> so just be sure you remember. Because it's gone on for way too so long So anyways, she's telling us to Clive, and then
3: the lady next to Clive is like, <laughs> oh yeah, and it turns out that like, people for, like, 18 rows back are, like, a dancing troupe.
1: But she did find out who you brought. It was Granny Parker. Yeah, well, I was about
3: to get into that. Oh, okay, uh, okay. But we learned that all of the people, like, 18 rows back, have been listening to this story and, like, spreading it backwards. They're all invested because, like, they're all, like, a dancing troupe and her best friends. And they're, like, Team Audrey. They're taking, Audrey. like, Team Audrey and Team Josh. She she goes up front, finds out that Josh had brought Grandma Parker.
1: Granny Parker.
3: Or yeah, sorry, Granny Parker. And... She tries to talk to him. She basically gets kicked out of first class because the flight attendant's like, you said you were his fiancé. And she's like, I am. And she's like, you didn't say you cheated. It doesn't go. And then in the back... She's like,
1: I'm Team Josh.
3: Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm Team Josh. And then, yeah, the rest of the people in the back are like shouting Team Audrey for the rest of the flight. And Josh is like, what the actual shit is happening? <laughs> That's a fair concern.
1: So he's uh, his concern, she, because he's such a good guy, and also I wanted to say this and I don't think I did. In his free time, he plants trees. hmm And she had been this like guy's just, When they first met, she was like, Oh, plant a tree for me. And he was like, I will. I put a stake in the ground that said Audrey's tree. Or something
2: like, like that. He doesn't plant a tree this for me. This guy her. deserves a Kelly. Like, Jesus. <laughs> he did, yeah. He really <laughs> deserves Kelly. <laughs> he wanted Audrey though, Caleb. But it, it, he deserves yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She gets... I mean, to be... She's
3: no, she's not bad. I mean, we do learn that... like have just gone to Canada. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Kelly. No, she...
1: Um, she brings out a side of Josh happen. that he she never She makes him
3: of... actually, like, break out of his mm-hmm. shell. He deserves yes. to be happy. He so, deserves to so be
1: happy. Later. So, was, his <laughs> concern, <laughs> when he sees that she's there, he's like do you have a place to stay? Because I know you're not staying in the honeymoon suite with, with me and Granny Parker. And she's and like... And I know you didn't
3: plan ahead to get a hotel. And she's like, oh, I did.
1: She's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. She was not fine.
3: <laughs> she ended up at... Because it, it's a Ibiza. It's a party city. city. And she ends up staying at... like She's like, the only place that was open during fucking travel season was called the Foam Hotel. And she's like, it can't be that bad. It's a place where literally like they all the floors parties. are covered in foam. Like, it's Basin, you know, rock are mm-hmm. on... All night long, people are dropping Molly. There's foam on, like, the hallway floors of the hotel. And it's just,
1: like, nice. pounding, like, I imagine EDM music, like.
3: <laughs> but this is when she gives up, goes out to sleep on the beach, <laughs> but reads, finally reads her father's letters looking up at the stars and has an actually nice letter from her father.
1: And it's essentially, like, don't ever give up on love. Yeah. is what she is what it says and what she takes away from it. So she's like, okay, like I came here for a reason. I'm going to figure it out. So she goes to the hotel where she was supposed to be staying at the next day and she's like, I'm gonna do a Romeo and Juliet thing yeah, it because a he's big staying up there. outside of the window. There's like a balcony. She goes up and she's like hollering, and Granny Parker comes out. Josh,
3: it God, this is where I fell you in explained love with it, Granny it because you just read
1: it. So Josh. yeah,
3: uh, so she goes out and Granny Parker comes out, and she's like, I need to talk to Josh. And he's like, Is he in there? And she's like, It depends. Is your speech longer than it was? And she's like, I guess. And she's like, I'd like to hear a song. And so. And then a bunch of people from the back are like, do it, sing a song! And it turns out all the dancers that were on the flight are staying at this hotel and they're at the pool. And so they start helping her sing a song. And they're
1: recording it. Yeah, they start
3: recording it. They get a guy in the back to turn on the music system for her to sing this song to. Up (laughs) And Granny Parker's just staring at her. She can see a shadow in the back. She's like, I know Josh is there. I know he can hear all of this. (laughs) And then she gets to the end and she's like, well, the song was below average, and it's pretty funny, but it was wasted. Josh isn't here unless you he wanted to talk to the cleaning attendant, Sergio.
2: <laughs>
3: and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, just give me a minute. I'll come down. So God. then Audrey fuck has an granny. idea.
1: She's like, I think I know how I can make this right. So... Oh,
3: fuck. We totally skipped the part where she talked to Granny Parker. I wanted to... So one of the other cool things Granny Parker did, we're flashing back to the wedding really quickly because uh, your Granny Parkshire is really into everything Yorkshire. She talks about how, don't you close your fucking eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, get, you get, get your shit together. I'm right? She's like, everything's Yorkshire. She's like, I know that, uh, you know, you're not like part of that. She's like, but I want you to, you know, have that same energy that we all bring to this. And she's like, so she hands her this purse and she opens it and it's dirt. Like the whole purse is full of dirt. And she's like, it's Yorkshire style. Like so that, you know, like you have some of that land in, like with you wherever you go. And then Yeah. I guess I that. Like, that was kinda I get a interesting. Bag of dirt from Vermont. I was like, you know, it was her extending that. this olive <laughs> branch to basically be like, I know you weren't part of this history that I value so much, but like I'm gonna let you be part of it. Hmm. Like uh So she
1: was ultimate she was like, I guess I'll accept.
3: Uh yeah, but like accept
1: you into this family. Yeah.
3: And then Flash forward to this present moment where she's like, "Do you still have that the soil with you?" And she's like, "Yeah, I do actually." And she's like, "Well, dig deep in that dirt and find some strength. We'll go take you out to where Josh is."
1: So Audrey's like, "I I've got an idea." So Audrey finds a place. She, she starts just
2: sticks her hand in the dirt, and it's just a bottle smear enough. No, <laughs> she goes out to
1: a place and she starts like planting trees. Like she finds. Yeah, she
3: go, Well, she goes to where Josh was supposed yeah. to be having his business
1: meeting at the end. And he shows up and he's like, What are you doing? Like well, he's like, Have you planted like a hundred trees? And she's like, No, twenty.
3: <laughs> yeah, she, or she's like he's like she's planted like twenty trees and he's like, God, you must have been at this all morning and she's like, I've it's been, been at this days. all week. And yeah. she's like he's like, Really? This is all weeks work? And she's like, I'm a slow ticker, come on.
1: And he basically says, like, I forgave you, like, on the plane.
3: Like She's like, I forgave you way before the trees, but this was really nice.
1: And so it kind of helps. And then, like, it flashes into, like, the future. Like, she gets an email from Fred, who's kind of like, sorry. Like, no, you didn't really want to be hearing from me, but... You know, the ley line
3: said that I should be there.
1: Yes. And then, like, she gets an email from Miranda that's like, hey, yeah, Wes, coming home with Fred, and he saw this sign that was like, I should just get off on the subway right now, and he Jumped got off, off and she's train. like, who the fuck does this? He doesn't even live here. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just tells you, like, Fred, who's a very impulsive, no plan, no,
2: in like, no, like consequences believed, like,
1: for him. Fully
3: believed in, like, omens inside from the universe to, like... Act on them regardless of consequence. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And then hmm.
1: after they get back together, um, this video of uh, Audrey performing this song was on TikTok. Josh got it. It was embarrassing. That was just funny. I just wanted to include that. Yeah,
3: yeah it's just nice that the consequences of her actions.
1: And then six months later, they get married in a very small wedding. So she does marry Josh. Because she does love him. He was actually a really good guy. He did, like, literally, he was so thoughtful, like, because she loved the stars. So he took her on a date where it was like there was no noise pollution. You could see the stars super clearly.
2: Like, Um, they Um, slept
1: um, in, like, one of those cabins where, like, the ceiling is glass. Oh, yeah, that'd be
0: cool. Yeah. yeah.
3: So it's like, like, he yeah, truly a very thoughtful he Loved her back. and cared about everything. Like, he listened yeah, to every
0: word she Yeah, you know, I said. mean, every time yeah. a bird shits on it, I guess.
3: Yeah.
0: What the fuck are you talking about They must
1: here? have window washers constantly, right? That's what I was yeah. saying. How often do oh. you have to
2: clean them like a cabin that the roof is just glass?
0: And I said every time a bird shits on it, I
1: guess. <laughs> Maybe they cut all the trees down. So there's no
2: birds. That seems like counterproductive. Might have like you want to see the trees, like or you want to
1: see the stars? Not the trees. No, you well, like see the it's,
2: stars. It's besides the point. Anyways, it's they rare. get married eh, in a small eh, wedding. Eh, she
1: has a boy. Uh They're very happy together. Miranda and Paul get back guess. together. <laughs> uh, Vivian and Brian.
3: It, we we learned that not only are Vivian and Brian getting back together, but her lawyer, who's been looking into her divorce with Lawrence, has discovered. That her very first husband, even before uh, Audrey's father, was a guy she met in Greece named Cosmo. And they were supposed to get it annulled so that that marriage never happened. But the paperwork never went through. So she's only been legally married to Cosmo the entire time. And none of her other weddings were legal or technically happened. She's like, so really, once the annulment goes through, I've never been married.
1: So Brian is her First first husband. And then we learn 50 years after I do that Audrey... uh, So so after... uh, A fucking jump. Oh, so I will say this is the big... This is the other big thing is that um, Audrey finally breaks down and talks to her mom. She's like, I missed the relationship we had before Benedict. Um, And she tells her, she's like, I feel like I never knew for sure if what happened happened, even though I told you that. And her mom says... Like, she's
3: blamed herself for ruining all of her she, mother's great loves.
1: She was like, actually, like, she was like, you should have never thought that. I had my doubts long before you came to me. And when I... She had somebody help kind of yeah, clear his, his computer, computer. And he had pictures, like, naked pictures of women that he said were posing for him.
3: But they very clearly, like, Were
1: not it was
3: him heated, forcing.
1: Being gross.
3: He he, he messed a lot of girls. Yeah.
1: Yes. And so she yep. was like, he was not a good guy. And she's and like, like,
3: I like, I didn't want to bring it up. She's like, I thought you already knew he was a monster, so I didn't need to burden you with the rest of his. She's like, I didn't know you'd hated yourself all this time.
1: So Audrey kind of is able to free herself of this guilt and she's like, I just feel like I failed everything. And her mom was like, That like you going for that math test and astronomy, like you were already reaching for the stars. Like you were behind and you were trying to skip ahead years.
3: She's like, like, if you just kept going, she's like, I think you would have got it in the end. Like, you weren't gonna get it that try. But she's like, just a little more time and you'd have had it.
1: And so like after all of this, like she just like kind of Goes for it, and then it's, like, 50 years after I do. She's an astrophotographer who gets a Lifetime Achievement Award for her services to science. So, her whole life works out beautifully.
3: <laughs> Whoa. Oh, that's
2: good. Yes. Yeah,
3: I, I like the... And uh, <laughs> she writes, a uh, like, a little speech, like, talking about it all. And she's like... Uh, I've been privileged to see farther out into space, capturing images of many millions of stars. As yet, not one has outshone the love of my life, my guiding light, my husband. And I was like, "Oh, that's really nice." Fred, (laughs) Fred. it's just a wild. (laughs) She got divorced from Josh and married Fred, ex/slash current (laughs) husband/slash never married to at all.
1: It was Josh, baby. Oh, okay, so I did want to come back. Okay, so Gone with the Wind. Haven't watched it in 15 years, probably.
3: Are we we talking about... Oh, okay, never mind. Carry on.
1: Oh, like, actually... Did Benedict get arrested? No, because he... I don't think he ever committed any crimes against, like, anybody younger than 18.
2: I, it's still a crime. You just said he didn't commit a crime against anyone. No,
3: no, no one ever gets bad.
2: I'm sorry. No, it's just, I mean, whatever. as far as we whatever.
1: know, whatever. there was no crime. He was just really did
2: actually do a He crime. was just the sleaze. I just thought I thought okay. He was a,
1: taking pictures, but he was probably telling girls it was for art. Oh, I thought and there was wasn't. more. Okay, no,
3: sexual harassment, bad. not. All right. I thought there was rape. more. Yeah. We're fine.
1: So, anyways,
2: favorite characters? Line. Anybody? I don't feel
3: good drawing this line.
2: <laughs> favorite characters? I don't like it either.
3: What? Oh, favorite character? Shit. Uh, I like Josh. I don't have one. Like Josh is definitely like the best guy, but like in terms of fun, it was either Hillary, Clara, or Granny Parker, and I, I don't say, know how I'm to choose. team like, Hillary. He, Hillary was great. We didn't talk about him a lot. He's essentially if you read the book, gay best friend. Hillary's great, and he's very funny. Yeah, he's G B F. He just doesn't have a lot of like impact on the plot.
1: Yeah, he could. I feel like Hillary could
2: have his own book.
3: Yeah. uh... I'm gonna go ahead and say, because your team, Hillary, I'm gonna go with Granny Parker because I thought she added a lot of flavor to the story that I was really excited see. Did not to see, see it
2: coming probably.
3: I just like James. Man Bad Name, Jeans but, Josh. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. Bad Jeans Josh. I man. Name a character.
0: I don't have a favorite one.
3: Name a character.
0: Kelly Vivian. Alright, oh yeah, take it. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, probably Kelly. She's <laughs> my was favorite. His favorite. That's what I thought. I forgot about Kelly. How could I forget? Not,
2: no. I don't know, Josh did. Apparently.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, everybody, that was Before I Do by uh, Sophie Cousins. Cousins. That was uh it was good. I would recommend it. This is a fairly new book, one of the few times we've covered something pretty current.
2: Thanks, Charlie. granted it.
3: Won't come out for five more weeks. So, no, it's still pretty current. The books, books have a pretty long shelf life. Yeah. All right, we're so, in the same year. That's
2: good for us. So,
1: so. our next book is going to be our first nonfiction book.
2: <laughs> and I it am is bracing called, myself. This
1: is an asapic. I'm
2: confused.
1: Islands of abandonment.
2: Why are you confused?
1: Nature rebounding Why? in the posthuman landscape. So it's pretty much like areas this author has visited. Where humans are no longer present, kind of like Chernobyl, and how nature has oh, taken back over. I've heard, I've heard
2: over. things about this.
1: Yes, yeah. so that's what yeah, like we'll I've
3: heard a be lot next. about like Chernobyl, like regrowing after. I don't know how we can going. make
1: that funny, but who knows? I mean, there's probably people who are like, yeah, to be honest, made we made this funny. book a
3: lot funnier than this book was, and
2: I mean, that's our own opinion. I, I was wondering eventually we're going to have I, to do like a nonfiction. I laughed a lot. How that would be? Yeah, yeah, none of you guys, guys out there laughed. I That was one point I didn't like, but all right. Yeah, well, this is a good book otherwise. But then Clive came around. Then Clive came around. Listen to that stupid, stupid fucking cat to scratch on that door. Yeah, I've been dealing with her Jesus, this whole I time. I hate her.
0: I <laughs> finally gosh. gave up. Oh, do you guys have any final
1: thoughts on the book? Any lingering questions or thoughts? Um... I mean, oh, Clara is pregnant again at the end of the book. Yep,
3: she's having another. Kid. And she's
1: happy, like they've like worked out their situation. Well, they the, sex
3: the again. female
2: best friend. Uh, and oh, we already said
1: Miranda and Paul got back together. Yep. Yeah. I feel like Clara was the only.
2: All around yeah, you really Clara was Benedict
1: the only
2: I did. I don't blame you. But they
1: don't mention that. And I
2: just wanted Kelly to. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I
1: just wanted her to do her best. <laughs> I wanted Kelly to live
2: I her just, best life. You know what? Kelly's happy ending
3: was not getting wrapped up in this fucking nonsense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Kelly probably She's was a supermodel her- doctor out there just fucking saving lives and being super hot.
0: Just living her best life in Nova Scotia.
1: Maybe it was Montreal.
0: I, think I believe that. it actually was Montreal.
1: I think it was. Of, of course, course
0: it would be. It's Kelly. <laughs> it's Ke- 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 Kelly.
1: Do you even
2: know where Montreal is, Kelly? Jesus, oh, I don't besides Canada? Name. I truly don't know anything about anywhere else. It's My pretty gosh. close
1: to where we live. All in right.
2: Lot. I. Yeah. You know what? I've
3: been struggling for like a good sound effect for this book the whole time. So I just really want you to say the name Catch Kelly. Catch the bouquet. I want you to say the name Kelly in the most enthusiastic way you think is fun. Hey, you say? Mm.
1: It can be sensual.
3: Yeah, that's totally fine. Kelly.
2: Kelly. Kelly. Kelly.
3: Have good. a good night, everybody. <laughs>
2: Of course it would be. It's Kelly.